Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I have with me a very special guest, someone that I've wanted on the show for a while now, finally got him on, and we have Nick from Wad Zombie with us. Nick, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. How about you? Uh, real good. Real good. So excited to have you on. So I got to know, we're, gonna, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, what got you into the CrossFit space initially? Uh, initially, it was my brother. Actually, back in like 2012, 2013, uh, he started doing CrossFit. I, I don't know how. I, well, I don't really remember. But he he started doing CrossFit, and then he would, you know, we lived together, so he would start putting the games on the TV. And I was watching this thing. I'm like, man, this is a cult. My first thought is it was a cult because he, you know, every, you know, every other word was community and he, he had drank the Kool-Aid. So he was all in. And so I, I started watching it and started watching rich mostly. And then, you know, one day I was like, man, I am so out of shape. I got to go to the gym. And so I went to a 24 hour fitness and started doing you know, just kind of the regular workouts and got really, really fed up with places like that. And, uh, so I was like, Hey, can I come try it out? And I went, tried it out. Didn't throw up on my first workout, but almost. And then from there, like I fell in love with it and that was it. I'd never done anything that hard in my life. So that was kind of like, okay, I got to keep doing this somewhere. You remember that? Do you remember that first workout? I don't remember what it was, but I know it had some running in it. And I'm not a runner. Still, I'm not a runner. And so that that really killed me. But, like, I, I had pushed myself more than I had ever doing any other type of workout at any type of gym. So that was, that was kind of the thing. So... I know, I know the feeling, right? I'm, I'm a Clydesdale for a reason. I'm a, I'm a big dude. And seeing running on the board was like my biggest fear in my first few months of CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Like herpes, they suck, but you just kind of get through them. But running, I don't want to be like dead on the side of the road out on a 400 meter jog. So did that help you like get over fear of, of things like that and get uncomfortable? Oh, for sure. For sure. And like you said, especially the burpees. Burpees are, I mean, they're still my enemy, just like they are for a lot of people. But like, like, you know, it's, they're, they're the worst, but like, and especially the first time doing Murph, it was like, oh crap, I can run a mile unbroken. I've never, you know, I had never really done too much of that before. And then, you know, ran two miles unbroken. And then, you know, then they'll do like a 5k and it's like, oh shoot, I can run three miles unbroken. So like 
I mean, it wasn't so much of a, a fear, but it was definitely like, oh, wow, this is something I never thought I could do for sure. Yeah, try Murph being your first ever workout. No way, really? Really. Yep. Oh, at almost man. five at almost five hundred pounds. Walked in on Veterans Day 2011, and Murph was on the board, my first ever CrossFit workout. And was that was that intentional or did were you invited and it was it like so a bring been, a friend? So I'd been working with my the coach on a personal level before I went to the gym, he picked that day to bring me in. So I don't know what was behind the, the thought process there, but, and I think it was because I was a former athlete and that like, if I could get through it and he could prove to me that I could do it, that, um, that anything was possible. Okay. That's a good point. <laughs> And so it was a very scaled version. Trust me. There was no mile. It was really like walk fast across the gym and oh, then ring rows and sit down on a box and stand up. And, and so that was at 500 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yep. That, that's insane. <laughs> Can't imagine. So, so I get the Murph thing because to this day, it's a very special thing for me. And usually when I finish it, I start crying on that last mile and I, and it's like uncontrollable. Um, but let's get back to you. Um, so you, you get through those first few months of CrossFit. Did you then eventually drink the Kool-Aid? Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Especially I think it was 2013. I went to the games I still didn't really, it, and it kind of sucks. I, I never, I didn't appreciate it for what it was. I didn't know that was like the the golden age, you know, or, or at least for me it was, you know. And I, I got to go there and watch it, but I think like the final event, it was um, overhead walking lunges, and I think Rich already had first place in the bag, and all he had to do was kind of do okay in that event. And he went out there and just crushed it. And, you know, he's coming across the stadium doing overhead walking lunges. And right there, like, everyone's going crazy. Right there, I, I, I was in. I was all in. 100%. Yeah, there, there's nothing better than Sunday Rich. Yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll never forget that. I've got a couple pictures, grainy pictures from a, I don't know what type of phone it was back then. But I've got a couple pictures from that. And, and so that. Nokia Flip. Yeah, something. And it just, so that will always like that, that really set it in there. And so like from then on, it was, I was all in drank the Kool-Aid. Yeah. That's awesome. I never, I didn't get to the games until 17 watched them on the stream, but my first ever games was 2017 and I'd been doing CrossFit at that point, six years. Oh man. Yeah. I mean, and really the only reason I went is, you know, it was here in Carson, which that's really close for me, you know, uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Um, and so that's really the only reason, like I haven't been to any games since, uh, all the times so, in Madison, I haven't gone to any. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've been to a, now a handful. Um, but I started as a volunteer, bad way to go. 
because you work your ass off at the games. That's what I hear. You don't even get to watch. No. You get like two events of the whole weekend, super close. But other than that, like you don't get much. So let's get to where it turned from. I'm a, I'm a CrossFit athlete getting fit to I, I've got a good sense of humor and I want to make a social media presence. What yeah, was the, the flip? That, that wasn't until recently. So I, I've been kind of off and on with CrossFit ever, ever since then, you know, getting, uh, getting married, having kids, moving, uh, not having any gyms near us, really not being able to afford it. You know, it's just like, just kind of been on and off. And then uh, once we moved, Oh shoot. Oh, that might even be better. Um, once we moved to, uh, to where we're at now, um, you know, it kind of got a little more set in stone, uh, found a gym really close to our house. And, um, I was working out like crazy. And, and I used to, I used to send memes to, to some of the bigger pages, like before I ever had the page, I would send them something I thought was funny, um, just for them to use. And some of them they would post, some of them they wouldn't. But, you know, ultimately uh, what happened is I got injured um, like right right before I started the account. So maybe like two years ago, I tore my bicep completely uh, at the gym. And so I, I had surgery pretty quickly. And, you know, I was like, okay, if I'm going to do this, there's no better time than now. Uh, to do it since I'm going to be taking some time off. And so that's really what did it. Like uh, just getting injured. It was just kind of the timing. So that's, that's a lot to unpack there. So how many kids do you have? I have, I have two, two boys, three and five. And are they active? Insanely active. Like (laughs) two, two, I don't want to say too active, but there's no sitting down around our house. It's just, they're always going. Yeah. Yeah, One of the, one of the catalysts for me to get fit again was my daughter. Like I wanted to be able to play in the backyard with her and CrossFit gave me that, that ability. So you got, when did you get married? Uh, In 2015. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, before the kids, before the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So then, did you meet, did, is your wife into fitness and CrossFit or is that just your thing? Um, no, she is. She is. I don't, I mean, she'll do a little bit of, uh, let me, sorry, let me turn on. Do not stir. There we go. Um, she'll, she's into a bit of, uh, a little bit of everything with fitness, but she does do CrossFit. She goes to the same, um, affiliate, you know, we'll go together as much as we can. Um, but she also do like, uh, you know, like some uh, conjugate type stuff and powerlifting, and she she does a, a little bit of a mixture of everything, um, but but mainly I would say CrossFit, yeah, yeah. So cool. she does that too, and that that's not how we met or anything. We met through my brother, but uh, um, but that's something. You know, I I took her to her first class, so that was kind of something that that I drug her into. Very cool. Yeah. So then you, you ruptured your bicep tendon or um, what was that rehab like? 
Uh, strangely enough, it really wasn't much of, of anything. Once they reattached it, I had to wait probably about four months before I could start really doing anything with it. Um, they didn't, they actually didn't even send me to rehab. Uh, you know, the doctor kind of had me come in and do some, move my arms different ways. And once he saw that, he's like, okay, you're good. You don't need rehab. He's like, oh, really? Is okay. And I was okay with it. I, um, you know, it's kind of whatever. But then I've, I've talked to some people who've had the same thing happen or our doctors and like, Hey, you should have had rehab. Like there's no, even if you feel fine, you should have done something. But, but I guess, I guess that doctor was about to leave our medical group of what our insurance covers. And so that he might've just written it off just so there's no loose ends. I found that out later, but, but I mean, it's still, it feels fine. It'll tighten up every once in a while. Um, but it still feels okay. So, so you were sending memes to the big pages, you get hurt, you kind of dive into your own. What, why, why did you want your own page? Did you think the big ones were ignoring your best stuff? Yeah. Yeah. There, well, and cause like, I mean, if you see any of the stuff I do, I, I won't shy away from anything inappropriate where some of them, they would like, and, and I was like, man, this would be a lot funnier or, or I'll see something that they did. And I'm like, man, it'd be a lot funnier if you said this instead, you know, and I don't know. And it just kind of bugged me a little bit. And so with the injury happening and that's kind of when I started getting a little bit heavier into, uh, Savon stuff. Um, that's, and it was kind of right, right around when he was starting his own show, uh, separate from the Josh, Matt and Savon one. Um, so that, yeah, that kind of forced me to get into it a little bit heavier and then just seeing, and, and I'm not talking shit on the other meme pages cause we're all friends now. A lot of us are in group chats and stuff, but I, that there was a lot of them where I was like, Oh man, these guys aren't taking it nearly as far as it should be. And that's, that was kind of like a big part. Yeah, actually Corey had a funny comment. Uh, that's why he's a zombie parts don't need fixing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you, you have the evening wipe down, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it, yeah. And you do, you do different memes. Did, did all these come up at different times? Um, do you have, do you have like one, like the evening wipe down is like a mock news story. Like how do you organize it in your head? Cause you have a lot of different things that you do. Yeah. Well, you know, everything kind of gets pushed to the back burner a little bit. Like I used to think of evening wipe down stories, like, like quick and a lot of them, but now with the stickers and the cards and now the fit wars, it's just kind of things get pushed a little bit further back, uh, time wise. But, uh, yeah, evening wipe down. I, that one originally started cause I did a, a fake, uh, a fake magazine cover of the morning chalk up and just what it would be like if it were one of those trashy grocery store newsstand uh, magazines. And I was like, Oh man, that was kind of fun making up all these, these silly headlines. Uh, you know, like Matt Frazier gaining 60 pounds or something. I was like, okay, that'd be kind of funny to just make them like a regular post. And then it took a little while to come up with the, 
the right name, but I kind of, I definitely wanted it to parallel the morning chocolate's name. Uh, just, just in a funny way, you know? So, so my immediate reaction is what if you mean they're not, but I shouldn't go there. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) You know what? That's probably like the number one comment that was happening under there is like, Oh, aren't they a trashy, uh, a trashy magazine, a gossip magazine. I was like, but, but you know, I, I didn't even have to do that. The commenters do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Corey comes back in the evening. Wipe down is the only CrossFit news source I trust. <laughs> hey, you know what? They were the they were the ones who got the uh, the lake story right. You know, before before they had to do the retraction. Well, well, you guys got it right first, but uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, as far as like compared to morning chalk up, it was just like totally turns out to be all fa- false, which is great. Yeah, four months before Morning Chalk Up even released the story. Yeah. It, what's <laughs> funny is I don't even remember how I found the, the clip that, that you guys had put out. I want to say I was searching around and, I, and someone had posted it as a comment response. Like a totally anonymous person posted it as a comment response to some article that came out. And I was like, oh, let me check out this video. And bam, there's you guys talking to Dave about it. I was like, oh, shoot. I I can't believe no one's seen this. And so I clipped it and sent it to Savon. I was like, how how is this not out there? You know, right away. What's funny is, like, it started happening. We didn't even know, like, it was getting shared. And then all of a sudden, (laughs) like, our stuff's blowing up. And I'm like, what what the hell just happened? And then I look and I'm like, we did that, like, four months ago. And now it's just hitting the the airwaves. yeah, like we thought Dave would be a big needle mover, and we uh, we just weren't big enough at the time for it to make a huge difference. But when you shared that clip, and then Savon shared it, and then it just kept going, like that video went out of control. Yeah, it, it was it was really cool. That, that that was like fun, just because like that was already there. It wasn't like you were interviewing them that day. It was something that already happened. It was all the answers to all these questions. And it was perfect. Couldn't have gone any more perfect. Yeah. Yeah, because we... And then the way we just kind of accidentally got there because we had Emily Rolf on the week before talking about how she felt after swimming in the lake. So that's why we brought it up to him. And then... Wow. It's funny how things work like that. Yeah. And here we are. And here we are. So you mentioned that the page has taken a back burner to some of your other stuff. So you have become not only the meme master, but now an entrepreneur. Yeah. So so what made you decide to go into the stickers, the cards, all of that? And let's just talk about the products first. I, I have a whole section on Fit Wars, but... Um, what made you go there and what started that, that little store of yours? Yeah. So I've, um, I work for the city of Los Angeles and so we have like a, a city seal, um, emblem logo type thing. And I, I had gotten stickers made of that, that seal once before and, you know, once, once I started this page, I was like, Oh man, it'd be really cool. If like, like for example, that, um, Colton Merton sticker, you know, I was like, Oh, it'd be kind of, 
be kind of cool if we had a picture of him in front of an American flag uh, type of thing. And I was like, oh, you know what? I can make stickers. Like, I've done that before. Um, and so it's just kind of a real easy thing to do first because, like, it, it doesn't cost a lot of money to make stickers. So once you have a design, I was like, okay, I've got my logo design. I'll make it a sticker so people could put it on things if they want to. And then that sold surprisingly well. Uh, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll just keep making stickers. And then it turned in, you know, the athlete stickers turned into a thing. And people would message me like, hey, uh, that Colt Merton, Merton sticker is cool. Like make a Daniel Brandon sticker. And so, uh, you know, it just kind of started evolving and people were collecting them almost. So that that's really what kept that going. Originally, it was just going to be like the logo and, and that was it and, and just be done with it. Um, but yeah, it, it just people started collecting them. So it evolved a bit. So then you have the evolution of the sticker, right? Somewhat simplistic. Kurt Colt Merton's behind in front of an American flag, the B friend, the, yeah. uh, the Savon, all that. Um, and then you get into Colton Merton's as the patron saint of pig farming. And then you get into the con thirst trap sticker. Like they're evolving into much more than they were initially. How much yeah. fun are you having creatively? Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Actually, that that patron saint one was um, uh, he's he's been in the chat. He's kind of in and out. But Logan Mars actually got that made by someone. So that that was really his ridiculous idea, and he's and he sent it to me, and I was like, oh my god, like this is incredible. Uh, even even not so much for a sticker, but like maybe have it as a painting in your house or something. I was like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and I was like, but you know what? Stickers do stickers. So I was like, okay, we'll do stickers. And, and, and then the Com Porter thing that kind of evolved from uh, the Zelos games uh, because um, Jared had reached out to me to help him make athlete stickers for all the athletes at Zelos games. So, uh, but it was, we were kind of short on time. So I kind of had to crank them out. And, and so when I was doing that, I was like, Oh, you know, some of these look kind of cool, especially for some of the people that have like really great pictures of them. Like, uh, like the fittest wizard has turned out really cool. Cause he's got great pictures of him. So it was really easy to do. And I, and so when I was doing that, I, I was like, you know what? I should see what a con one would look like. And, you know, sure enough, it, it you know, you can mess with it a little bit, tweak it. And it turns out, like a thirst trap or, or, you know, uh, or however. And, and so I messaged him about it and he's like, Oh yeah. He's like, that's great. You know, go ahead, uh, make it. Uh, you know, I sent it to him first, uh, beforehand. Although most of the stuff I I've done, I haven't asked for their permission before and I'll just make it and then send it to them. Like, Hey, I did this completely without your permission. Like I'll throw them in the trash, but, but here they are. Uh, I, I did that with Colton actually for the first sticker, um, the the American flag one, and he was and, very and, cool about it. Yeah, have as and you don't have to name names. Has anybody not been cool with it? No, no. Luckily, luckily, but you know, I haven't really, I haven't really like done any of people who I've <laughs> who I thought wouldn't be open to it. So like Con. I was like, okay, Khan is cool as hell. I knew he'd probably be pretty open to it. Um, 
I've done one, I did one for with the Lugos also. Um, that one I haven't put up yet, but uh, Daniel Brandon, she was cool with it. Um, Hopper was. So yeah, they, they've all been pretty pretty great about it. Yeah. So my my big question is with the con sticker, did you have to send a whole case to Amy, my co-host? <laughs> Almost. I uh, I don't. <laughs> did I send out hers yet? Because I wanted to throw a bunch of extra stuff in there for uh, just because I some other stuff I have, but um, yeah, she definitely she ordered quite a few, and, and you know, Icon <laughs> is such a cool dude. I I, I got to keep reposting that because. You know, I had messaged Khan about it. I was like, okay, I was like, I'll usually sell them for this much, and then you get, you know, like two dollars a sticker or something. He's like, well, he's like, I don't want any money. He's like, but you know what? I've been wanting to start. He he's been wanting to start like a rookie fund, uh, of of you know to give like a lump sum of money away to a rookie going to the games because he's no, he knows how expensive it is, and if you don't have sponsors paying for everything, or even if you do, just like how much money it could cost to do all of that. Uh, you know, he's like, I, he's like, I don't want any money. He's like, I want it to go to that. He's like, just give it, you know, give it away to a, a rookie. And I was like, okay, like that sounds good. And we haven't really exactly figured out how we'll determine which one to give it to, or if there's enough, maybe we could split it between a few, but, uh, it, you know, that, that thing's already doing really well. And, I, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, man, what, what a cool guy to to immediately think of someone else instead of himself. That's using that's his just name how like Con is. Yeah. Yeah, Con. Yeah. He's he's just such a I don't know, like spiritual guy. Like and and I don't mean that in like a religious sense. I mean like like he doesn't need a lot of extras. He just wants to enjoy life and you know, I, I just, he's a great dude. Um, there is a question yeah. from Kenneth Delap, and that is, will we ever see a second run series of the Colton cards? Of that card? Probably not. Um, just because, you know, I like when, when that card first came out, it was originally meant to where all these cards were going to be uh, like super limited. Like that card, there, there was only going to be, I want to say it was like 80 cards or something, and that, and that was it and, and done. So I don't want to do a second run of that same card just because wh whoever bought that first card might have gotten it under the impression that, hey, this is very limited. So, so that exact card, probably not. But another Colton card, 100%. Yeah. Um, if, if we didn't have other athletes still waiting for their card, I'd we would have done another one already just because, you know, Colton's Colton. <laughs> so with the athlete cards, do you get their permission on those? Because that, yeah. that's got to be more expensive than a sticker. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, overall, everything together is definitely more expensive. The cases, the shipping, because um, the, you know, the stickers I used to be able to send in an envelope uh, just with regular postage, no tracking, and and it was real easy. The cards is a lot more getting designs made. Um, we had a lot of them where they would show up different looking than what we asked for. And it's so like, there's a lot of headaches, but those I, I got permission every single time. And usually unless they didn't want to know, I would send them 
a design and everything beforehand, like before we ordered it, just make sure everything looked good to them. And, and, you know, Brian friend, he writes the back of them, the, uh, the description. So I always make sure that they're okay with everything in the description or if they have anything new that's happened since then, that's worth mentioning. So all it, it was very much more, um, much more communication with the athletes. Yeah. I didn't know Brian wrote the back. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 He writes the backs. Uh, Will was doing most of the designing and then now we've got Tyler Watkins who's doing, um, the card designs, uh, also. And then, uh, uh, PC Patrick Clark, he's been, um, I, I used to reach out to a bunch of photographers and, and I still do. Um, but now he's more like an in-house photographer and there's a lot of stuff that he has for these athletes that have turned out to be like really great pictures. Um, and so he's, uh, he's been helping with a lot of that. He's also been helping just relations wise, uh, you know, who's, uh, who is, who's agent. Uh, Cause that's, that's probably where I, I lack the most is professionalism. Uh, you know, like, I don't know who, <laughs> I don't know who anyone's agent is. And so like, I'll be talking to him and I'm like, Oh, you know, shoot, I shouldn't even be talking to you directly like that. But luckily everyone's been really cool about it. Um, but now it's more like just talking to the agents and, and, and leaving it at that and doing a lot of it through them. Yeah. I've found personally, like I build relationships with the athletes, but if they have an Asian agent and they want me to work through them, they'll just tell me like, they're not going to get mad or anything. There's, Hey, can you schedule that through so-and-so? Yeah. Um, and yeah. most of them like do it on their own anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and luckily I think we've only really dealt with agents twice. You know, we dealt with Jared for Ariel and then uh, Cooper um, for his athletes. So, um, but we're getting there. Um, yeah. Just trying to get to know all these people, build relationships with them. Um, you know, let them know I'm not a scam artist or anything like that. You know, just kind of, because I, because until now I've been mostly unknown. So uh, so hopefully, I mean, hopefully, hopefully this helps with, with relationships like that. So, so I, so I have to, is this the, your first ever appearance publicly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a couple people like, uh, the people in the <laughs> chat, <laughs> a couple people in the <laughs> chat who've seen me, uh, uh, like Bruce has seen me a few times. I, uh, doing some stream testing for the fit wars and then, um, a couple people uh, it, it, within that group have seen me on like a random video chat or something, but, but, um, and, and people at the gym, uh, there's a few people there who, who follow me that know what I do. Um, the gym owner does, but like public uh, podcasts or anything, this is it. Yeah. And, and you explained it to me that you really want the site to be the star, not you. And yeah. all of the stuff. And can you explain why that's what you, that's the goal you have? Um, yeah. And, and, and once again, not to talk crap, but it's because everyone's got their own thing, but I just, I don't know. I, because me, I'm, I'm just a regular guy and you know, I, what I do, I, I, it doesn't need to be about me. I I'd rather kind of sit on the sidelines and watch whatever it is happen. And then, 
you know, also if for some reason, if I ever decided to just stop doing it, it'd be nice to just stop doing it and, and, and be done with it. I, I have no plans on doing that, but um, yeah, I just think it'd be, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's a difficult one, but it's just more, I don't need anything to be about me. So I'd rather have it not be about me. Um, it's, you know, same thing like uh, with, with most of the ideas I've done, I do it out of necessity because like, I want to see it happen and no one else is doing it. So I just, you know, make it happen myself, like the trading cards. Uh, no one, uh, you know, it's like we desperately need trading cards within CrossFit, like, or, or some type of memorabilia. And then no one was doing it. And I was like, okay, well I'll do it and see what happens. And people so far, people uh, seem to like them. Um, well, I, I love them. I, so I collected card football cards as a kid. That was my jam. And then now that I get to collect CrossFit cards as an adult is really cool to me. Um, and I'm taking all of mine to Wadapalooza, hoping to get them all signed. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know, I think the only person I've seen really get them signed was uh, Wex, uh, the Wex, uh, Wex appeals podcast. He went, and he posted a bunch of pictures he got, and, you know, he went up to everyone and got him signed. Um, so it, it's, it's really cool to see like that aspect of it is people getting them signed because that wasn't the, the reason I started those, but that was like a big pitch when I pitched it to athletes. I'm like, Hey, uh, I, I know I, I've seen it when, when I went to the games and I've seen people who go to the games, they're getting like water bottles signed and t-shirts like man, it, like you need to have something, you know, something physical you can hold. That's not a piece of gym equipment to to get signed. You know, it should be something a little more memorable instead of some squiggly line. Oh, this this is Daniel Brandon. It's like no, like here's my Daniel Brandon card, a picture of her that I got signed. Like that's it, it seems like a little more meaningful. Uh, yeah, to to me. So that's part of my pitch. I, I like I had a pitch set that I would I would send voice recordings to the athletes, asking them if if they'd be interested. So Kenneth jumps in. Dave Castro seemed to enjoy your cards as well. And uh, the other night in Savon, when he was looking through the cards, did you get to watch that live? What was your reaction? Yeah. to that. I, I was flipping out. I couldn't believe it. Like because like he said, I've sent him stuff before, and I. I want to say I sent him a card, but maybe I, maybe I didn't, but he, uh, you know, I sent him some stickers, which he talked about on there, but when he was going through it, like, I couldn't believe it. I was expecting him to like, right. I, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it at all. So once he started looking at him and then he liked them, I was like, Holy crap. That's, that, that was really cool. That was really cool. Cause that's, you know, I, I don't want to like, I've, I've never met Dave, but like, I would respect his opinion on something. So like if he looked at him, he's like, "Oh man, these are stupid." I probably, I probably feel pretty bad after that. But the fact that he liked them, like that, that meant a lot. You know, that's that's the man right there. <laughs> the lucha libre. Oh, did I lose audio? Or did you mute yourself? You know, I got to do that once a show. Ah, that's how good. That's how well I know it. Yep. So Nick said, uh, or Eric said, Nick should do these interviews with the Lucha Libre mask on. Just know I did offer him that opportunity. 
that uh, that was his face. Yeah, and, and Fluffy Duck, he had asked me to go on a podcast once, and I was like, you know, I was still doing the same thing I told you. I was like, no thanks. Like, I, um, not anything to you guys. It's just I, I'd rather not. And then he's like, hey, you can even wear a mask. And then you said the same thing. You could wear a mask. I was like, oh, I could. But then after thinking about it, like, that's probably a little more ridiculous than just showing my face. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was even willing to go the, the dark silhouette with the voice changer, <laughs> like like Dateline. That'd be that'd be pretty funny, and, and you know, and uh, like I, I would get a kick out of something like that. But I, the way I started to look at it, and and I've talked to a lot of people about it uh, before, is just like as all this stuff, the cards and Fit Wars and stuff evolves. You know, I I don't want to say it's unfair, but like. I'd probably do myself more of a disservice, just not, not showing who I am. And then, you know, or, or having to ask like Brian Hiller or any of the other guys to, to like talk on my behalf. Like it'd be better if I just, you know, uh, represented myself. So they know what they're getting into. From a business perspective, when we get into fit wars, it's going to be important that people know who you are, because if that's going to grow, you're going to have to make those business contacts and talk about that. So yeah. before we get to one last thing on the products, because oh, yeah. this has yeah. been the, the topic of uh, the week for me on my riff and all that stuff is you did the pukey sticker. Mm-hmm. Was there any backlash from CrossFit about that? No, no, actually there wasn't. Um, and I, and I don't know why, I don't know if it's, if they have a soft spot for me or that, that picture I bought off of an artist. So, so I mean, really, and, and I, and actually now that I think about it, when I listed the product, I don't even know if I spelled his name right. So I don't really know if they did want to come after it. I don't know what their angle would be because he's just a, a ripped clown next to a bucket of throw up, you know, but like, what what makes him pukey by calling him pukey or uh, you know i don't know I, I don't know how all that works so or maybe they thought like oh it's a silly sticker um i in fact i think i just ran out of them so maybe they're thinking like oh it's just a silly sticker who really cares you know it's uh it's not a big deal it's not like he's making it his logo or anything i so, think the knows? sites are just i think the sites are just set on omaha right now uh-huh. Yeah. And and you're just not in those crosshairs. Yeah. And but, who, uh, who knows? Maybe maybe I would be still because I, I still get affiliated with Hiller, you know, with uh, with with everything else I'm doing. So maybe uh maybe that's their maybe their warning shot is just to him, but they want it to hit all of us. I, I don't know. So that's my favorite sticker, just so you know. Like it is <laughs> proudly displayed on my laptop, it right up because I love that sticker. Um, I, lo- I love all your stickers, but that one is a because that was Pukey was huge when I first got into CrossFit, and then he was kind yeah. of like hidden away because it wasn't it wasn't PC to have it's him PC. around. Yeah. And so the fact that you brought him back just made me happy. Yeah, yeah, that like that one. I was excited on that one. And then now I'm like a little more excited for what Bill and Chase are doing. 
you know, because like me, I, I'm a meme page doing doing this stuff, but then they're like really well respected in the community, and now they're doing the you know the push with OG and Pukey and you know the cult and everything, and I I just think that's super cool because a lot of other people in the community wouldn't dare to to do something like that if if you know like how Pukey was labeled not PC. Um, no one else would even dare, but, but they're going for it. And that's, that, that's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. So, um, let's get into fit wars because I think that was one of the most successful things, uh, to happen in the last year. And how long was that a concept in your mind and how long did it take to bring to fruition? Uh, about a year, probably total. Well, a, a year from when I really started like going after it, I think it was more like October of, of last year, um, of 2021. Um, that's, you know, that's when Savan had the podcast with Hopper talking about going to people's houses and calling them out for a workout like that, that kind of kicked it off in my head. And I was like, okay, well, how would you even do that? Um, okay. They'd have to use their phones. Is the streaming service really good enough? Um, well, you know, we'll have to find out. And so right around when Dave got fired, that's when I started reaching out to, to athletes. Um, and the first person I reached out to was Colton because I had already talked to him about stickers and things like that. I was like, okay, I was like, it's gotta be Colton. Let me, let me ask him. So I asked him, um, if he'd be interested. And then he's like, Hey, um, he's like, I'm really interested. He's like any workout, any opponent, anytime I'm there. Uh, typical Colton type answer. I was like, okay, that that's awesome. Um, and and so from that point, that was like January of last year. So uh, almost a year to get that that all done, to get the first one done. Yeah. So looking back at the Tetlo um, Mertens matchup, what did you learn from that event? that you're going to take forward? Um, a, a lot of it's, I mean, honestly, it all kicked off really well. Like I, I was expecting just a total disaster. I, I had to have that kind of mindset of it being a disaster. Like I was expecting like someone's internet services is going to be terrible. Um, they're going to start at different times. Um, all these different things. Um, and, and we kind of rushed it too to get it done before Christmas. So, uh, you know, we, yeah, we really didn't have time to plan a lot of stuff out. So getting it all together, that that'll probably be like the biggest thing going forward is just to try not to rush the next one to get things a little more set in stone do some test runs. Um, but, but really a lot of that, that last one kind of went off without a hitch that probably went about as well as it could go. Um, there's a lot of different things we want to do with it. Uh, you know, cause we had the sponsors, but we would kind of want to have maybe little intermissions, um, some more graphics and things to go with it. Just kind of professionalize the look of it. But, um, but overall I thought it went pretty well. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know like live streamer wise compared to, to other things like how many viewers it had, but I, I know that uh, everyone, all the regulars watched it 
and they loved it. And that, that's kind of what matters uh, to me. The rest of the people will come in time as it, as it get builds. Yeah, I am a firm believer in it. I think that it allows us to get to know, you know, my, my big drum is CrossFit only covers the top five. And there's all these other amazing athletes with amazing stories that nobody ever gets to know about. And while Colton has been on stuff, Scott Tetlow has been on very little and his backstory is amazing. Active duty military, making it to the games in 2019 semifinalist in 21 and 22. Like that's an amazing story. And nobody knew that story going into fit wars. Yeah. I mean, there were people and you there, and I, I mean, it's not his doing, but there are people who are like asking me like, Oh, who's, who's Scott Tetlow. I'm like, really? Like, I, I know who he is, but like, it, it's a crime that, that people don't know who they are or, they might know who they are, but the fact that they don't, like you said, hear that, like those backstories, um, you know, and, and even Colton, like Savan says it a million times, like the fact that there's not a media person at that guy's house every day, making a documentary about him pig farming and doing this on the side in his, in his, you know, garage with the uneven flooring and like this, all, all this type of stuff. Like it's just crazy to me. It's crazy. And so, you know, yeah, the the Fit Wars is it, it, it is cool because, like, I, I definitely that was part of the pitch of it to to the athletes is like, hey, like when you're at the games, if like you said, if you're not on the podium or even during the game stream, you're just this little blip running across the screen, and you might get a close up on the camera, probably not, but maybe. And it's like I, I, you know, it's terrible that people have gone to the games and people still don't know who they are. Uh, so that's, that's kind of the main thing is like, Hey, we're going to take two athletes and it's only about you two. And that's it. So I actually have a meeting at two 30 for my day job. So I'm going to get a couple more questions in. Okay. But my first thing is with as successful as fit wars was and the, the publicity kind of got behind it. How many mm-hmm. athletes have reached out to you again? Don't need to name names, but how many athletes have reached out to you? since fit wars one reached out to me none none okay. which 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 might be surprising I, I, but for me it's not but but when i had started reaching out to athletes i reached out to a lot of them a lot so so some of the people you might be expecting to reach out to me i might have already reached out to um and and we've probably got probably close to 20 athletes who had expressed interest originally about a year ago when I had asked. So, um, so some of them, they probably wouldn't reach back out, but, uh, some of them I have been reaching back out to for, for the next fit wars, which should be at the end of the month. Okay. And I know that you don't have those locked in quite yet. No, do you now? No, I, I have one locked in. One is for sure locked in. The other one is not, um, uh, still waiting to hear back on that. Uh, just making sure it fits in with their schedules, but this is really going to be not the last chance, but one of the last chances before the open, uh, to get, to get some, to get one of these in. So, um, yeah, we have one locked in for sure. So what's the goal? (laughs) What's the (laughs) nice tease? 
We just throw uh-huh. that in there. Um, yeah. So what's the goal after the end of this season? Is it to go like one a month in the off season? Is it to? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to do one a month, maybe even more, um, you know, cause that was kind of one of, one of the other things that, that I would explain to the athletes is like, Hey, we could do this literally whenever you want to. So if you say, if I ask you, Scott, and you're like, Hey, I'm available on July 26 at 8 AM. That's the only day I'm available. Okay. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll find someone. And so if we end up doing three in a month, we do three in a month. If we end up doing one a month, one a month, I'd at least, I'd like to do at least one a month for sure. And then, I mean, and we could even come up with some during the season of people who missed the cut um, and, and still have a competition for them. Yeah. Or even people who've popped for drugs. I'm okay to that too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. All I can picture is the SNL skit where they had the steroid Olympics and the weightlifter hey, yeah. ripped his arms right out of the sockets. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, that'd be awesome. So do you ever think about like doing it tournament style, like NIT, like all those people that didn't make the NCAA, they go to the NIT tournament and kind of battle it out for the best of the rest. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been, and, 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 and thanks to everyone who sends me like messages with like these ideas. Um, there's been a lot of ideas like that. Um, there's been ideas for having undercards, uh, you know, maybe with some smaller time athletes and then, or maybe even masters athletes, uh, adaptive, you name it. Uh, there's been, there's a lot of ideas going on, but nothing, nothing that we've really worked out yet. So, but, but I could definitely see that being the case of people who miss a cut, putting them in a tournament bracket. It, with them, it'd probably be a little bit easier because their schedules would be free. Um, but the, the scheduling seems to be like the number one thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, just figuring out a day and time. Well, I know, I know I've wanted to talk to you about, cause we've added a teen division and we're adding an adaptive division. Um, and then we're going to cover the masters. I think there'd be some cool like mashups scenarios you know, masters yeah. versus teens, yeah. adaptive versus, you know, whatever, um, just to kind of get some exposure for them and just know yeah. we will support you in any way possible. You are the best dude. I, I appreciate it. And yeah, the first one was almost male versus female. So that's still a possibility in the future too. Um, uh, yeah, it, 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 you know, I, I don't know anything about programming, but we've got guys who do. So luckily I think they could get that right, but that's definitely a possibility. Well, I hate to say goodbye, but I actually do have a day job with a meeting in three minutes. So, so do I. Pushed it so. right up against the, uh, the time, but Nick, you're the best. Thank you so much for doing this. And hopefully we can chat again in the future when, when fit wars becomes like the big thing. Wait, anytime. And, and real, real media start covering it. Yeah. Yeah. Real media. Wherever they are. Yeah. With that, everybody, good afternoon, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast.